Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to our second episode of the NFL Fantasy Matchup. And I'm here with Jed Lamb again this morning. Jed, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Um, just want to say thanks to uh, all the people who tuned in last time. I know we had over 500 views, so i uh, really excited to see that um, and keep the comments and questions uh, coming. Really love that. Jed, I thought it was just going to be me, your family, my friends, and a couple <laughs> family members. And yeah, for sure. I told my wife, I was like, if there's 20 people and that includes all four of my kids <laughs> tuning in too, I'll be really happy. So, <laughs> Hey, Jed, we're going to talk today about the AFL, uh, AFC uh, North, as well as we're going to talk about top trades and free agents. But before you do, quick update on what's happening with the NFL from your yeah. side. Yeah, definitely. So you might have heard um, NFL and Players Association, they're actually meeting this morning um, to hammer out some final details. They're trying to get a final decision by Sunday. But as far as the tea leaves, it's looking a little bit better. It's looking pretty positive. The owners are very motivated to get something done. The main sticking points right now, again, length of training camp is one. Um, but a big thing is just the guaranteed contracts, like what to do with the money, um, you know, if, if, the, um, if, for example, a game gets canceled or yeah. if the season gets cut short. So they're trying to figure that out. And then also they're anticipating a, a drop in revenue. And what do you do with that? What happens to your salary cap? What, how, you know, what are the provisions mm -hmm. uh, if that happens? So that's what they're hammering out. But you know what, Tommy, I'm feeling better. I think, uh, I think there's a, there's a strong shot. We'll hear definitely by Sunday. Um, if we'll be feeling good about this. Because a lot of the teams, their training camps are opening here in this weekend, right? Or at least yeah. next week. Well, rookies already, we're supposed to start um, coming in on Thursday. Um, Kansas City and um, uh, was one of the first teams. Um, and so, yeah, so they, they need to hammer it out really by this Sunday. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely hear. There'll be news coming out today after their meeting this morning, and then you'll hear again on Sunday with the final decision. Jed, with that said, let's take a quick look at some of the top free agents and trades in 2020. Yeah. And oh, so, you know what? Tell me yeah. One more thing. Let me jump in on one more thing. Had to mention this. You may have heard about the Washington football team. Yep. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. If you hadn't heard, um, they made the announcement that their name is going to be the Washington football team. And they're going to do that for one year before figuring out what they're actually going to name themselves. I thought it was a just a, a case study in what not to do, how to name your team. And then if you want a good case study of what to do, the NHL, they announced they're going to have an expansion team next year and they call, uh, in Seattle and they're going to be the the Seattle Kraken, which I thought was a pretty cool name. Um, go check it out. But anyway, a lot of uh, Twitter feedback on uh, the, the Washington football team, which I think is hilarious. And Jed, the pessimistic me actually thought it was a moneymaker for them. They now are able to sell new stuff for <laughs> this year and come up with a new name. Then they sell more stuff next year. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's the only logical reason. Otherwise, why would you do that? So that might be the reason. All right. Let's take a quick look at some top free agents trades 2020. I'm going to give you some traits and some additions, and I love your thoughts on it, and we'll just uh, talk back and forth. Sure. All right. Everyone knows about Tom Brady, Tampa Bay. We know about the fantasy implications. We know exactly how it affects New England and also Tom uh, Brady's value. But Rob Gronkowski's trade to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, thoughts? Yeah, the signing. Um, so people, you know, it's interesting. Gronkowski, um, he got a he got a great rating on Madden, by the way, as well. And people are putting him in the top five. Um, you got to remember, this guy took a lot of time yeah. off. He hasn't played for over a year. I mean, I am not expecting him in the top five. I think he's he's top ten. Um, so I would still consider drafting him in that area. But but as I said before, the tight end class is really strong. Yeah. And so I think some of the projections on him are a little nuts. Personally, for me, as far as a fantasy draft, I'd stay away from him unless he, he somehow dropped. Yes, and the injury issue as well, too. He does tend to be a little more injury-prone in the past. 
Yeah, but definitely, you know, you, you can't argue with the fact that Brady's going to lean on him. He's definitely going to try to mm-hmm. feed him. Um, Brady knows, you know, has a good rapport with him. But, you know, I, yeah, for me, I'm staying away. Uh, the DeAndre Hopkins trade to Arizona alongside with the David Johnson trade to Houston. Thoughts on that? Yeah, Hop, again, I love Hopkins to Arizona. I was actually just thinking I, I could see Hopkins even moving all the way to number one on the yeah. on the receiver really? list. I okay. mean, yeah, I think – I mean, he's definitely top five. Um, there's a lot of volume with the Cardinals. Um, you know, and again, I'm a Kyler Murray fan. I think that it's a really good position for him. I actually really like how this lets Larry Fitzgerald, you know, move to the number two a little bit uh, more comfortable spot. It gives them – it just gives their offense a lot, uh, a yeah. lot more power in my mind. So I really like that. And actually, the other piece I'll mention, other than David Johnson to the Texans is also Brandon Cooks, wide receiver to the Texans too. You know, I wouldn't sleep on that. I mean, Cooks, I think, um, you know, he he does it gets a little bit undervalued at times. Um, I think there's some potential there um, with Deshaun Watson. Um, but I also like David Johnson. I've been a David Johnson fan for a long time. Had him uh, on my uh, several teams, but he is getting up there. I think he's I think he's over 31 this year, um, if I'm not mistaken. But um, definitely someone to look out for too. Versus Jed, I would probably disagree with it because look at what happened with Brandon Cooks last year in uh, Los Angeles. Sometimes he tends to be too inconsistent to the point where he's just so undependable. Yeah, it disappears at times. That's for sure. Um, you know, they'll see Houston definitely though. Their their offense, it's 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 boomer bust. It seems like you know, yeah. one one weekend they just blow up, and then another they don't. So we'll have to see if they can get that consistency. And when you say with David Johnson, you probably wouldn't pick him within the top five running backs, but if he's oh, still sure. sitting there at six or seven, you said, okay, let's grab him. Yeah, I don't know. I I might even push out, you know, outside of top ten. Um, and really? I, I, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know that I even have him in my top ten, really, to be honest. Um, I think he's 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 pushing up there, and um, I think it's really more of a pass oriented offense. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, possibly. But last thing on David Johnson, it wasn't yeah. that long ago he was your number one running back in fantasy football. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I was actually just um, scrolling down on my list of where I've got him. You know what? I honestly, I don't even have Johnson in my top fifteen, so um, I'm definitely a little down on him. Um, but you know, potential, potential. But he's getting you know, there's just so there's so many good young backs these days. Um, you know, a lot, lot to pick from. All right, Melvin Gordon and Broncos thoughts. Melvin Gordon, the Broncos. Um, obviously, Broncos run heavy team, um, you know, and you always like their schemes. You know their, know their line is always going to be really strong. Um, Melvin Gordon is interesting, though. You know, he's, yeah, it seems like a lot of touchdown dependency, a lot of TD dependency. And I think that's one of the things that worries me with a Melvin Gordon. Um, but you got to like the scheme in Denver yep. and for running backs. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's someone who uh, definitely wanted to look out for. Uh, yep. What do you feel on him? It's going to be less Melvin Gordon, but more Philip Lindsay. And Philip mm. Lindsay becomes his third down back once in a while out of the backfield wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, I think that might be true. And again, um, looking at my list, I don't have him on my top 15 either. So um, maybe someone to, to target for the later rounds. Todd Gurley to Atlanta Falcons. Oh, that's an interesting one. I just had a little discussion on that one with my son. Um, he, he he's a big believer. He thinks uh, he thinks Gurley this is going to be a comeback year for him, uh, and he likes the Falcons. And you know the Falcons definitely have a great offense. I mean, it's a good situation for him to walk into. They're not going to be he- overly dependent on him. There's definitely weapons with Julio Jones and whatnot. So yeah, I look for a bounce back year from Gurley. I tend to agree with him. 
And plus, he signed a one-year contract. I have a feeling you're just going to run him as much as they can after the year. Forget it. Yeah, and you know what? That's an interesting point for all you uh, fantasy drafters out there. I, I personally love players who are on one-year contracts or they're in their contract year. You really see that motivation come out. They're trying to prove themselves yep. as opposed to you know ones who sign the big contract and then now what happens? You know, and is there the big drop off? And uh, you know, I think that's that's always the, the fear. Because Gurley has something to prove on the one-year contract, but the Falcons will use him for as much as they possibly could get from him after a year. Yeah, you know, and as I was saying, um, as far as those contracts, you look at like a Derrick Henry in Tennessee just signed a huge contract, yep. and a lot of running backs, they fall off after that. Yep. So it's something to yep. look out for, because I, I like Derrick Henry too, but, you know, it's tough when they're in that situation. What do you think about Atlanta losing Austin Hooper, trading for Hayden Hurst, but the Browns gaining Austin Hooper because uh, Hooper did well. Yeah, that's an interesting. Austin Hooper is, uh, definitely did well in Atlanta. You know, I actually look for a little bit of a drop off in Cleveland with him. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm I'm down on the Browns this year. You know, I got snick bit by them last year. Um, I think they really need to prove themselves. You know, uh, third offensive, co- I mean, third new offensive scheme um, in a row for Baker Mayfield, and so yeah, I'm a little down on Hooper. I actually think his numbers will go down from last year. Got it. Emmanuel Sanders to the Saints. I love Emmanuel Sanders to the Saints. Um, I think Emmanuel Sanders, great possession receiver, great hands, um, just fits into the scheme well. He's going to – it just gives them another weapon. I mean, man, New Orleans, just so many, so much talent yep. there. And, and Drew Brees, I still believe in Drew Brees. I think, you know, his accuracy numbers are there. Um, again, you're going to have tons of the attempts. Um, I love that. I love that. as a, And I, I love Sanders as a pick, as a, as a wide receiver too. Um, I think he's a solid pick. He opens up everything. He's possession receiver. He'll get you, especially in the PPR league, he'll get you a lot of catches. Yep, exactly. PPR league is another good um, uh, way to angle to take at this as he's going to get um, tons of attempts. And Correct. so that's what you're looking for. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we're going to talk a little about Eric Ebron later on when we preview the Steelers. We won't talk about that. Philip Rivers. Thoughts on Philip Rivers with the Colts? Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, you know, I'm a big Philip Rivers fan. I don't know if you know, he's uh, – yeah, he's. I think he's a, a devout Catholic and is like a big family man. I think he's got like seven or eight or nine kids or something. Um, but I, I think this this trade is going a little under the radar. You know, I really like Philip Rivers. Um, I think you're going to see a big bounce back here from T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. I see T.Y. Hilton is dropping into the like 20s and 25th like wide receiver coming off the draft. I think that's ridiculous. He's definitely top 20. Um, I would look for him to have a bounce back year. Um, they drafted Jonathan Taylor, the running back. Um, yeah, I also I think love him. you know this is going to have. Yeah, him and Marlon Mack. I think it's interesting they draft him because they're kind of very similar. But I would see um, some nice movement for them as well. I think Philip Rivers really opens things up for Indianapolis. I- I'd like to see a bounce back for all the Colts, actually. Oh, and then you, they resigned Andy Costanzo. And I think they've – got to figure out who they draft as well, too, as your third wide receivers. They're pretty good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that, you know, like I said, I think this is going a little bit under the radar because the Colts have been, you know, kind of up and down. It's been a down year, but I would like to see this as a bounce back of Philip Rivers. You know, he's not going to be a QB one. You're not going to draft him as your first quarterback, um, but definitely into the second as your backup and potentially with, you know, particularly on a matchup basis um, in those daily draft leagues or on a matchup basis using him. I think he'll definitely fall in there. And the one thing I realized with him, Indianapolis has put a lot of money into securing their line. Their line. So now he has a good line in front of him. He has two good running backs. He is a very good wide receiver in terms of number one wide receiver. I think a lot of times he's going to do well. Like you said, he probably won't be a number one, but good wide receiver too. 
Yeah, exactly. And he's a mobile quarterback, so he didn't even need that great of protection. And now he has much better protection. As you said, that, that Colts line is one of the best. And not injury prone either. Yep. Teddy Bridgewater? Oh, I love this one. Teddy Bridgewater, what a great story. Coming back from horrific injury and had a great year in New Orleans, um, you know, even as a backup and really proving himself. And so, yeah, I like this one. I think, um, you know, the Carolina Panthers, you look at, um, obviously, it's McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey. It's mainly his team. They're going to feature him as a running back. But their wide receiver core, DJ Moore, really yeah. strong wide receiver, up-and-coming yeah. guy. They also have Curtis Samuel, and they signed Roby Anderson from the Jets. So this yeah. is a yeah. strong yeah. wide receiver core. They're not going to ask Teddy Bridgewater to do a ton. I mean, Bridgewater, he's you know, he's shown that he's kind of more of a, a kind of dink and dunk kind of guy, but he can also throw the deep ball. So I like Bridgewater to um, Carolina. I think I would t- keep an eye on that one, you know, um, with McCaffrey, you know, racking up the yards behind him. This could be a good year for him. 2019, he was 5-0 and as a starter, nine touchdowns, two interceptions. And like you said, I think a lot of times he may be a two, maybe a quarterback three, but a lot of times – He's a great bi-week quarterback, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a good fill-in quarterback for you. If you're in a two-quarterback league, definitely someone to look out for. But if you're in a one-quarterback league, like you said, he's probably not your starter, uh, but a good backup. All right, last one, and then we're going to preview the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Jordan Howard, Dolphins. Jordan Howard and the Dolphins. Well, you know what? I'm going to throw that one back to you. I didn't I didn't even pick that one up. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of Jordan Howard? Dolphins leading rusher in 2019 was 36-year-old Ryan Fitzpatrick. Jordan Howard cannot catch, but you need to find somebody in the backfield. He's the only one in the backfield who will uh, run. And so I think a lot of times, especially when you have a young quarterback, they're going to need a running back, and he's pretty decent when you're just depending on him to run. Yeah, the volume's going to be there, yep. um, you know, and like you said, like we saw in Chicago, I mean, the guy can, he can, he can move the pile if he needs to. Um, we'll see how that goes, but um, yeah, the volume will be there, so maybe someone to look out for. Anyone else that you have that I missed? Um, Stefan Diggs to the Bills. Yes, um, yeah, you know, yeah. We talked about that earlier. You know, I'm not a fan of Allen, so <laughs> I think this is a bad move for Diggs, um, and personally, I'm going to stay away from drafting Diggs now. <laughs> And wouldn't you say Diggs has shown a tendency that when he does not get the ball like Minnesota, he tends to complain? Yeah, that's a good point. He's definitely a diva, like classic wide receiver diva. Um, so, yeah, this is someone, you know, I think the Bills, it's all going to be all about the defense, right? I mean, that's that's how they're going to win. And so um, I, I don't see a lot of value in, in the Diggs. Got it. A couple minor ones that you uh, that uh, I was looking at. Tyler Eifert to the Jaguars. He might be in our tight end for you to pay attention to. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Eifert's definitely a good talent. Um, and the Jags historically with their tight ends have done really well. So definitely someone to look out for. And just in case, just like a Ryan Tannehill story, Marcus Mariota signs with the Raiders because David Carr sometimes is a little off here. Yeah, as the backup. Yeah, the Raiders are really interesting. You know, it's always like, what are they doing out there? <laughs> you want to see. Um, I liked Mariota. You know, I thought uh, he didn't get a little bit of a fair shake in Tennessee, but we'll see how things work out with the Raiders. I'm always a little – I think the Raiders, it's really about Josh Jacobs, the running back. I think oh, that's yeah. someone to, you know, pay attention to. Um, the, the the passing game has always been just suspect there, although they have the the young rookie out of Alabama, the uh, the speedster. So we'll see how, how that works out for them. All right, let's take a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, AFC North, you know, it's really about the Ravens and the Steelers. These are the two uh, teams you got to focus on with the Steelers. It's obviously about Big Ben. So their quarterback was out last year. Um, You know, let's see, what does he have 
uh, left in the tank. He's coming off a shoulder surgery. He's 38 years old. Um, you know, I just read this. He hasn't played a full season in, in five years. And so definitely injuries, big concern with this guy. But man, when he is in, the offense is clicking. This is a fantasy juggernaut, someone you want to pay attention to and get their position players. But without him, offense is terrible. And so, you know, it's uh, it's. Basically, if you're in a 10 or a 12 team league, I think drafting Big Ben is something that you want to hold off to until late again. I think he's really more of a, a of a backup um, quarterback to me. I'm not looking at him as a QB one, um, but you know it's definitely someone to pay attention to. James Conner, the running back, stud two years ago. Last year was actually um, on his way to a good year, but then injuries derailed him again. But but on talent and skill alone, I think he's a running back one. You just have to be worried about the injury risk. Um, so he's coming off a lot of drafts. He's coming off as the 22nd running back uh, coming off the board, which feels low to me. Um, I actually think he could sneak into the top 15. So James Conner for me is a sleeper, a good one to pay attention to. I think there's good value there. Yeah. And you look at James Conner, last year he had 464 rushing yards, 34 receptions, 251 receiving yards. A terrible year, injury plight year. But now you have Benny Snell uh, drafted in the fourth round in 2019. Anthony McFarland drafted this year in the fourth round and Jalen Samuels. So now you're competing with all of this death. I'm not sure about him. I probably wouldn't draft him unless he falls down pretty low, but that he's, he's a concern for me. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, he is dra- um, he is dropping. He's his average draft position is the twenty second running back taken. So you can get him low. You can get him cheap. Um, so it might be someone to take a pay, pay some t- attention to. As you said, Jalen Samuels is his, is the handcuff. Is kind of more the third down guy, but um, someone to pay attention to. Um, I know I, I think Connors is someone that I would take a flyer on again, just based yeah. on talent alone. But I'm telling you, Jed, some people love James Connors because of what he did in 2018. You'll find somebody who will take him so early. And so that's what I'm banking on. Yeah, yeah. or you can always do that trade uh, trade set you're so good at. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I was going to say Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he's another one had a down year last year. Um, I expect his numbers to bump back up. Um, You know, he's going to actually be moving back into the slot position, which is where he was when he had the big year. Um, So I I like Juju Smith-Schuster to have a bounce back year. Um, He he had over a thousand yards and six to seven TDs. I think that's a definite possibility, which puts him right into the wide receiver one conversation. Don't forget their second year wide out. Johnson had a great year last year um, led the team in targets and receptions um, I think he's really ready for this um, dual you know threat and and remember with the um, Steelers they have so much volume in their passing game they actually back when they had Antonio Brown with Juju Smith-Schuster they had yeah. two 1,000 yard wide receivers so there's enough to go around them. for all of you guys who may not know Deontay Johnson is a second year player 59 receptions 680 yards five touchdowns in his second year I think he is a sleeper. He will do pretty well in this offense. Yep, I uh, agree. I mean, I think he's a good one to pay attention to, as I mentioned. Um, James Washington also, you know, I'd throw him in the mix there too, but definitely pick, I would prefer Deontay Johnson over him. Um, but a lot of good, a lot of good to like in this passing game. Um, Eric Ebron and Vance McDonald's, they're the tight ends there. Um, but really the presence of both for me kind of makes um, neither option really that enticing. I think I'd stay away from them. The only other thing I'll mention there is the defense. This is a top five defense uh, for fantasy purposes. Um, you know, so, something I would look out for it and look to draft yeah 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 the defense makes things a lot easier because they did really well they had down year a couple years ago 
But man, they did so well, which they almost made it to the playoffs, Jed. And you, yeah. uh, they almost made it with Mason Rudolph, a third uh, and second uh, backup and third backup. They did really, really well. Yeah, the defense definitely um, is what saved them last year. And so, you know, bringing B- Big Ben back, that's um, I'm sure that the optimism is high. So they got to keep him healthy and then this team could go far. Except I will disagree with you on Eric Ebron. I actually think compared to Vance McDowell, he'll do better. He actually maybe – he had in 2018, he had 14 touchdowns. I actually think he might actually do, uh, get double-digit touchdowns this year in this offense. Wow, wow. Okay, that's a big one. Well, I'll let you pick him <laughs> early on. Um, you know, I think the Steelers, yeah, back when they had Heath Miller, you know, there was a lot um, going on there. But, yeah, it's it's just been hit or miss um, this year. And I think they'll like to use both of them. So I think that's what kind of concerns me when he had um, the big year with the Colts. You know, he was really the featured guy. Um, but, you know, take a shot at it. All right, next one. I know you're not crazy about this team. Tell me, talk to me about Cleveland oh, Browns. Cleveland Browns. So, new head coach uh, Kevin Stefanski. As I said, third new offense for Baker Mayfield, and Mayfield was a huge bust last season. Um, he was actually, I didn't know this last season. He was the fourth on average. He was a fourth drafted quarterback, and boy, he he ended up having the second most interceptions, only to uh, Jameis, second to only to Jameis Winston. He had 21 interceptions to 22 touchdown. Uh, touchdowns and ended up being the 15th uh, quarterback. So, you know, I think, you know, there is a potential for a bounce back. Uh, me personally, I'm really staying away from this guy. If you can hit him up from the 10th round or something, maybe something I would think about. Um, Kevin Stefanski does favor a, a heavy run game. Um, so that should actually lower Mayfield's attempts, which actually might help him uh, in some ways because Stefanski really likes the play action pass. And that's something that Baker Mayfield has done really, really well. So that is something to pay attention to but I think this is really as far as drafting this is really about the running backs Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt you know what who are you gonna pick out of Chubb and Kareem Hunt Chubb had a great monster year last year 15 almost 1500 yards eight touchdowns plus 36 catches for 278 yards but once Hunt returned after suspension then Chubb's numbers dived and he became more like an RB2 and so that's I think the really tricky thing this year Um, as far as Hunt he's a great pick for people PR leagues, as you like, um, Tommy, he's got a lot of catches. There's, um, there's a lot of upside there. He's kind of he has strong value, even beyond being a handcuff. I think if in a PPR league, you can draft him as a flex position uh, running back. But that's going to be really the the fight to see is who do you pick between Chubb and Hunt. I don't know if you have any thoughts there, Tommy. And what you say a lot of times with Chubb, it really depends on what type of league you are. If you are in the PPR league, I avoid Chubb at all costs. If I'm in standard league, I will consider Chubb because a lot of times if you're not picking a PPR league. I would probably pick a Joe Mixon, a Miles Sanders, a Kenyon Drake before I will pick Chubbs. But with that said, I had Chubbs on two of my five teams. Yardage-wise, before um, Kareem Hump came in, he was so, so good. But afterwards, he was so average. And so that's the part that, like you said, I would avoid yeah, he was. It's interesting. In drafts, he's going in the top 10. So usually on the back half of the top 10. I think that's a little high. I th- I'm thinking it's more in the 10 to 15 range. Uh, again, like you said, um, you know, particularly if you're in a PPR league, I'm, I'm avoiding him. But in a standard league, someone to look out for. Um, at wide receiver, um, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. Uh, Landry had the better year last year. Beckham's got the bigger name. Um, so Landry actually had uh, 11... Uh, 
1,174 yards, six touchdowns, 83 receptions. So for PPR leagues, uh, man, he was a monster. Uh, it's hard not to see um, Beckham, though, having a bounce back year. I think he had a little bit of a difficult year last year. Um, and he's coming in. It's interesting. I think the thing here to look at is the draft position. So Odell Beckham is coming in as the 10th wide receiver picked, whereas Landry is dropping all the way to the top, to the 20s, like the high 20s. And so that's where, to me, you can get big time value with Landry, someone to look out for. Beckham, I think it's pushing it a little bit. Um, again, I'm down on the Browns this year, so someone that I might avoid. The only thing is, Freddie, anything, Jed, over Freddie Kitchens as your head coach is going to be so much better. Stefanski <laughs> seems he did well with Kirk Cousins and yep. Adam Thielen over in Minnesota. And so a lot of times I'm looking, look, Odell only converted one of 11 red zone targets in uh, last year. You're counting Odell to really be able to score touchdowns. If he can't score touchdowns, he's so undependable. But I think they have a good chance to have a bounce back year, year this year. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely, you know, everyone is down on them. And so, again, you should get good value. There is opportunity for the bounce back. I want to believe in Baker. You know, they had that yeah. one kind of when he first came in, had some some good numbers. Um, we'll see. You know, I agree that Stefanski is definitely the wild card. Um, and I like what he may be able to bring. Hey, he, I mean, last year, can you imagine? He was drafted really, really high by a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. Oh, me. I mean, you know, in our keeper league, I had him all. Oh, that was a total mistake to pick him instead of Kyler Murray. But um, yeah, he, 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 you know, a lot of people were high on him last year, but we'll see. I mean, I think, again, you could get value with Baker if all these people drop. I think that's the biggest thing is if people are down on them, um, that's that's where you can strike. Just like when the stock market goes down, that's the time to buy. <laughs> Austin Hooper last year at 97 receptions, uh, 700, uh, no, actually 75 receptions, 787 yards. And six touchdowns. Six touchdowns. Yeah, I think it's high. Um, I, I I expect a regression. Um, you know, I just think there's a lot of mouths to feed. And as I said, I'm expecting Stefanski to be more run heavy. So I think the number of attempts overall in Cleveland is going to go down. I think that's going to come out of the tight end spot. Um, so that's the place that I'm, I'm I'm avoiding. All right. Here's one of my favorite teams, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, yeah, the Ravens. This is definitely the team, right? Um I think the big question is Lamar Jackson worthy of a first round pick. Are you picking him in the first round? Um, I think that's the big thing with both him and Patrick Mahomes. Um, Ravens coming off a 14 win season. Uh, Las Vegas has him at 11 and a half wins. Um, I think that's about right. You got your MVP, Lamar Jackson. He passed for over 3,000 yards, a whopping 36 touchdowns with only six interceptions. Uh, ridiculous like ratio there. Again, as I said before, you're basically getting two players. He also had 1,200 rushing yards and seven touchdowns. Um, his average draft position has been around 24, which is right around the third round, which sounds a little uh, about right um if you want to roll the dice maybe jump in on the second round you can get him ahead um but basically it's between him and mahones uh for the first uh, quarterback off the board hey before we go would you draft the quarterback in the first the second round you know tommy i in the past i've i've shied away from that but one of the things i've i've more recently started to do is i really like if you like a player if there's someone who you really like i don't have a problem if they're a good player like a, you know like a Lamar Jackson or Mahomes just jumping on and getting him because sometimes when you have a player you like it's just really fun having him on your team and watching him rack up the stats yeah. I, w I wouldn't mind getting one of these guys in the second round I don't think that's a bad move first round I don't think I'm doing that I would say a good quarterback can get you 300 points pretty easily now wouldn't you say if you were uh in the early first to five picks and it snakes around to second third 
I actually may take a quarterback in the second round just so I had the chance to get a good player in the third round. Yeah, I mean, strategy-wise, the issue is, you know, what's the drop-off from quarterback to quarterback um, versus the other positions? The reason most people hold off on quarterbacks is because when you look at the drop-off from the first quarterback to the 10th quarterback, statistically, the drop-off in points is not that big of a difference. Whereas in running back, the difference between the number one guy and the 10th yeah. guy is a big difference. And that's why generally people hold off on quarterback. But again, I, you know, I agree with you. you know, depending on what your strategy is as you come around, Sometimes that can be a good pick. Versus uh, Jed, I'm going to avoid both of those guys, even though I love Mahomes, I love <laughs> Lamar Jackson. I'm going to wait to the ninth, tenth round and steal a Kyler Murray. Oh, you won't get Kyler Murray in the ninth to 10th round. I guarantee you that. Uh, he'll go before that. But I hear you. If you can hit that sleeper, like last year, if you picked up Murray late and were using him, boy, you were in a good position. Um, you know, so it, definitely I think the hold off on quarterback strategy is pretty sound regardless of if you're drafting wide receivers or running backs uh, hey, in the early rounds. I still remember two years ago, Jed, when I picked up Mahomes on waivers and he ah. became a championship team quarterback. Yeah, exactly. That Those are the kind of picks that propel you into the championship. When you get someone like that late, so that's that's a good move. Um, for the again for the Ravens running back um, Mark Ingram coming off um, a decent campaign, he had over a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. He is turning thirty one, and of course, Ravens picked up J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State. A lot of people are big on him, high on him, so likely lose some touches there. Some people think Dobbins is going to take over, um, so he is a potential sleeper pick there. Um, you know, he's just a, an injury away from taking on that starring role. Um, I think I I've got both of these guys though really as RB2s or flexes. I don't think they plounce into the RB1 category, um, because, um, but they are the primary back for one of the league's top teams, so someone you can't avoid, um, someone to look out for. But J.K. Dobbins, I think if you watch him at the second half of the season, they had him rated as the number one uh, running back out of Ohio State in the first round. I think he's going to do really, really well for Baltimore this year. Yeah, he's definitely got the potential. I mean, he's got the skill set for sure. Um, he matches up really well, and I said he'll get opportunities. I just think Ingram is a is a wily veteran, and um, you know, I don't know that they're going to want to um, lean away from him. I think Lamar Jackson's going to want that security of the person he's played with that he knows. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how how it plays out. Um, at wide receiver, the other thing I'll throw in there, um, Marquise downtown Hollywood Brown, also a former Oklahoma Sooner. He had a breakout season last year. I think did a lot better than people thought. Had seven touchdowns, which is which is pretty amazing for a, uh, in a run-heavy offense with this wide receiver being able to um, really pick up some pretty good stats. Um, bottom line, though, I think he's really more suited for daily fantasy purposes or for matchup purposes. Miles um, Boykin is another wide receiver there. Also, I think the value there is more at the wide receiver three position, um, potentially four. I think in the passing game, the person you want to target is Mark Andrews. And I am a huge Mark Andrews fan. Mm -hmm. I talked about last time I had him as my number two tight end. I actually want to make it. He's my number one now. I bumped him up. Um, mm -hmm. I think he's that uh, strong. He's just got incredible skill set. Uh, reminds me of a Gronkowski where he's just unguardable. He's a, he's a matchup nightmare. He can still block, so he's still great for the run game. Um, but I really like Mark Andrews. But, Jet, let me ask you, if you had the late, latter half of the draft, the 8, 9, 10 pick, 11 pick, snake around, you pick a Devontae Adams, you pick another running back, or would you pick Mark Andrews knowing by the time he comes back to you, he'll be gone? 
Yeah, that's an interesting call. Um, taking the first tight end off the board versus, um, you know, maybe a running back. You know, that's uh, that's definitely coming around looking at what running backs are there. Because when you look at the running back class, there's a big drop off after that first 10. So you, yeah. you might want to go more for that sleeper. So, yeah, I think that's not a bad move at the turn, picking the wide, uh, picking the top tight end. Because the argument is, a lot of times is, you may love a player, but by the time it comes back to you to get picked, he's gone. So if yep. you love a player that much and you really think highly of it, just pick him up. Yep, you have to make the jump and move. And sometimes, particularly when it's the first one at that position, then you start the run on the position. So then you can bank on that pushing back further the other positions that you're looking for. So if you start the tight end pick, maybe other people now jump in and start drafting tight ends, and that lets you pick a better running back later. So not a bad strategy at all. Last thing I'll say on Baltimore, um, definitely the defense, top five again, another one to look at. Um, uh, but again, a strong team uh, in this division. All right, here's a snoozer of a team here, Jed. Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals. Yeah, they're at five and a half wins um, in Las Vegas. I actually think, I don't know, they might, I might take the under on that one. But if, obviously, it's all about Joe Burrow. I think the issue here is, can he, can this Ohio native, can he be the LeBron James of the NFL, bring a title to their home state? Um, big questions around the offensive line. Um, and as I said before, with quarterbacks, I really don't like drafting them in the first year. Um, a lot of them, it's just difficult. Kyler Murray, exception. Um, um, but man, Joe Burrow, uh, you know, I, I think if you're in a dynasty league and a keeper league, you might want to consider him someone to hold on to. But this is a team that I think I'm going to be avoiding for uh, large purposes. Joe Mixon, I know a lot of people are big on him, have him in their top 10. Um, again, he's actually out of Oklahoma. But personally, um, you know, he had a lot of volume last year. I think that's where a lot of his stats came from. I'm down on Joe Mixon. Um, a lot of people have him as a sixth, seventh, eighth um, uh, highest rated running back. I've got him out just at the edge of the top 10. Um, so that's where I'm putting him. So I'm just not sold on Joe Mixon. Really? Versus I am completely sold on Joe Mixon because, Jed, earlier last year I picked him and I was trying to dump him, trade him. But here's a good stat. In six of the last eight games in 2019, Joe Mixon had at least 100 yards and one touchdown in six of your last eight games. And he gets 60% of – he's in for over 60% of the snaps. Yeah, I just think a lot of teams strategy wise, the what they're going to do is they're going to play eight in the box and they're just going to say, hey, Joe Burrow, try to beat us. And I just don't know if Joe Burrow can do that. And I think that's going to hurt uh, Mixon in the long run. Um, but, you know, he, it could be wrong. He could definitely pop up there. He did have a good, um, great second half last year. Um, Giovanni Bernard is another person I'll mention. He's the backup, um, really doesn't have value unless there is injury. Um, and Trayvon Williams is there as well. Could also eat into, eat into some of those reps. Jed, the reason why I disagree with you about them putting eight in the box, you know why? Why? AJ Green is coming back. <laughs> he's coming back off an injury, and he's he's older though, right? Um, and it's he's a new so offense. Good. I he's think thirty-one. He's well. Yeah, I don't know. He's the twenty-sixth th rated wide receiver coming off um, right now. Most draft boards. Um, Tyler Boyd is right behind him. I mean, I think it's a it's a it's a solid wide receiver for sure. AJ Green is a solid wide receiver. Um, I just, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm expecting a regression across all fronts uh, for this team. I'm really kind of personally staying away. Hey, who would you pick first, Tyler Boyd or AJ Green? Oh, that's tough for me. Um, neither. 
but I'll say AJ Green um, of the two of them. Um, you know, he's consistent, and you got to think that um, you know Burrow's going to go with the veteran. Um, also, I will mention um, T Higgins and Josh Ross, um, both up and coming wide receivers. There, um, you know, sleepers to maybe consider deep in the draft. Um, but again, uh, you know, I, I would tend to shy away from this team. Um, at tight end, they have CJ uh, Uzoma. Uh, he's the clear tight end number one with Efrik on. Um, but again, I'm staying away from from this passing game. Yeah. But at the same time, if you had a 12-team league, John Ross did really, really well prior to the 40 injury. Yeah, a big piece of this is if your um, fantasy league has three wide receiver positions that you yep. need to fill for a starting lineup or two. If you're at three, definitely uh, John Ross, T. Higgins. Um, um, these are the guys you have to pay attention to to fill that third spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and it really all depends on how well Joe Burrow does. I probably won't pick him on any of my teams, but if he does even decently well – Boyd Green does well. It frees up Joe Mixon, too. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? A lot of the quarterbacks coming out now, they just are ready. They're pro-ready, and Burrow looked like that guy. I mean, last season, his college season was one of really probably the best ever. And so, you know, there's a lot to like about this guy coming out. So, you know, he could hit it. Someone that you might want to roll the dice with. Yeah. Jed, thank you very much. It looks like you and I have to go back to our day job. So we're going to come <laughs> back on Tuesday to talk more. Sounds good. Had a great time as always. And thanks to everyone listening. Talk soon. For more information, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at fantasymatchup.nfl. That is fantasymatchup.nfl on both Instagram as well as Facebook. Have a good weekend and we'll see you next week.